All right. Well, welcome to another episode of Weekly. And on this episode, I am here with my good friend, Eric Davis, who lives in Tennessee now, but grew up in Kansas. I'm back, baby. And he's not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> no. Have you? <laughs> I bet people say that. All the time. Yeah. I've never said that. How's but... Dorothy doing? <laughs> so um, Eric and I met a couple years ago through some mutual friends and worship leader stuff and church stuff. And I've developed a friendship, and we hang out on a regular basis, hopefully more regular in 2018. And um, so I'm excited to have him on the podcast. So thanks for thanks for being here. I'm excited to be here. I was on season one. That's right. A lot of fun. You're and one of my first guests and biggest supporters of Weekly, which I appreciated. And uh, well, I believe in what you do, and I think you do good stuff. So I'm well, happy to be you. here and happy to help, and and I uh, can't wait. Yeah. Um, so. I'm excited about this year on Weekly, and basically, if if this is the first time that you're hearing this, whenever this is, um, I'm interviewing someone from every state in the United States in 2018. So, 50 states, 50 weeks, plus two extra. So, we'll throw in some extra content. Um, but I wanted to expand my like network of resources and people and expose other people to new people as well. So... Um, a good portion of the people that I'm interviewing, I've never met before, which is kind of scary. That is scary. So I need some, I need some friends um, <laughs> to provide me some like stability, you know, in, in this time. So yeah. um, let's, let's talk about first um, the most kind of big thing in your life, which is that you have a, a live album yeah. that's coming out. So um, we decided last year after a little bit of experimenting and, um, playing with some gear and doing some different stuff, we figured out, hey, we can actually record this and mix it down, and it sounds like a real thing. Yeah. So we were kind of kicking around around the idea of doing a couple songs um, for like a devotion kind of series that we were doing at church, and we just were talking one day, and uh, you know, we just had the idea, why don't we just do a whole album? Why don't we just do you know six or seven songs, which we ended up with seven. Um, and, uh, it would just be a really good reflection of our team of, you know, our band, a really good reflection of our church. We have a really openly worshiping church that likes to sing, that likes to really be engaged with what we do. And so we said, Hey, we, we love what we do. We love our church. We love our team. We love the people that support us. And so we decided that we can do this and it won't cost us a ton of money to do it because we already have everything we need and we can give it away for free. So that was the idea behind that. Wow. That's so, so no cost for the album. No. Uh, I mean, obviously like every other church that's ever existed, we'll take up like a little love donation. Like if you want to give us a, a dollar or whatever, that's fine. But no, we, we want the album and everything to be completely free. We don't want anybody to have to pay for anything because it was free for us. Like we didn't pay a dime to do this. We had people that kind of came alongside us and supported us and said, Hey, we love this idea. And they funded it fully for us. Like exactly what it costs to, um, you know, mix and record and produce, and we didn't had to buy some more gear, you know, stuff like that. That's amazing. So everything that we had to do, you know, we had a few people that were very generous that love what we do and said, here you go. And so we, you know, we really believe that if it does not cost you anything to produce this, you should not charge for it as yeah. a church, as a, as a ministry. So that's, uh, our mentality going forward. So it'll be available, um, 
by February. I'm not sure when this is coming out, but in February, um, it'll be available and it'll be on our church app called Awaken of Grace. Um, I'll have it on YouTube. Uh, you can search name above album, Preaching Christ Church, whatever, and we'll have all the links for that. And then um, it's also going to be available like as a physical copy CD. Uh, so if anybody wants one of those, they can get a hold of James through here or for, get a hold of me, and uh, we will get you one. That's cool. So you should definitely download the app um, for... for Awaken to Grace is a cool app because it's... I mean, it's about... I'll give you a plug for your app. I like it. It's about... It's for your church for preaching Christ, but it's also a really great resource for anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, and again, we didn't, you know, want to charge anything. We have so many great resources and, you know, that people have given us and things that we can do. So uh, the reason we're, we're not calling it the Preaching Christ Church app or, or whatever is because, you know, we want our reach to be greater than our four walls. You know, that's Discipleship 101. And uh, we were kind of afraid that if we just called it the PCC app, then only PCC people would be interested in that. And that's not what we wanted because we feel like God has given us uh, the ability to create. Um, and I think he's given a lot of people around us the ability to create. And so we're able with this app to collaborate and share. It's not just people from our church. It's from people from literally all over the world and all over the country that are contributing content to this app. And it's kind of a one-stop shop for resources. If you want podcasts, sermons, videos, blogs, articles, if you want, if you need to request prayer, if you want, you know, anything like that, it's, it's all there. And, uh, so yeah, and then uh, one featured part of that will be the album when it's ready. So um, yeah, I I love your church, and I've gotten to be involved with a few things and run sound for some events and hang out with people there. And um, I was shocked how much people like singing there. Yeah, that's cool. It's my favorite thing. I mean, that's not always true. <laughs> no, it's not. And and you know, I've been doing this for a long time now, and it's not it's not always been that way, even at our church. Yeah. Um, but I think. You know, I think God um, just has really done a great work in in people's hearts in uh, our region, especially. And I mean, we're we're such a musical region as it is. I mean, we're right. Sure. You know, we're like <clears throat> you know a few hours away from Nashville and Asheville and Bristol, which is supposedly the home of country music. So we've got all this stuff around us. So we're so musical as it is. And then God just puts these people in place that that are just like hungry for worship and they want to sing and just be grateful and you know just praise just praise God with their voice and so we're very blessed and fortunate to have a bunch of those people that come to our church that's cool so we'll come back to the album in a minute yeah. but I do want to talk about growing up in Kansas okay. and and your experience um coming you know what what is Kansas like for people who don't have yeah. experience with that, and, and how is that coming to Tennessee? So if you shrink Kansas down to the size of a pancake, it's actually flatter than what a pancake would be. Um, it's super flat. <laughs> it's yeah. There's a lot of space. Um, I, I really um, loved growing up there. Uh, it's mostly small towns. I mean, it has its big cities like every state does, but it's sure. lots and lots of like rural farming communities. Um, and that's what I loved about it. You know, I'm... I'm not a country boy. I didn't grow up on the farm or anything like that, but it always kind of like was like a pull to me to just go kind of be out in the open and and be on a tractor, you know, drive four-wheelers around stuff like that. So, yeah. Growing up in Kansas as far as, you know, what was it like and and what was the state like, you know, it's it's a lot different from Tennessee, first of all. It's a completely different world. 
Um, but everybody knows everybody and everybody's pretty chill about stuff. And, uh, it's really hardworking people that really want to see, you know, their family succeed and go on and do well. And it's like, I mean, it's, you know, the, it's the hub of, of, you know, uh, Mayberry. Yeah. I guess if that's what you want to call it. I mean, it has its issues like everybody else, but it's wholesome, great people that, that just want to work hard and succeed and do great things. So, um, and then when you were in high school, you moved here. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was in high school, um, right after my sophomore year, I moved out here, uh, to live with my dad. And, uh, I went from a high school that had like my graduating class was like 28 people or something. It was less than 30 that I would have graduated with in Kansas. Then I came here and my graduating class class was like, I don't know, 500 and something. I mean, it was a yeah. huge change, you know, uh, and just so many people kind of like packed into one area. Um, and I've gotten used to it, you know, since then. It's been quite a while now. But yeah, it was, it was a culture shock. And like academics here are a lot bigger thing than they were there. Uh, sports are a lot bigger thing than they were there. Pretty much everything in Tennessee is like bigger, more important, you know. Um, you know, and I grew up like in really – like a really poor part of Kansas. Like the Southeast is like one of the poorest parts of like the whole country as far as like, um, per capita dollars made or something like that. So there just wasn't a lot of that. There just wasn't a lot going on. So it was different. Well, that's cool. So you get to experience the flattest part of the world and like one of the most hilly (laughs) random parts of the world. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you know, I've always lived in East Tennessee and I spent four years in college in Greenville, South Carolina, which is really similar and a lot like the upstate's really similar to here, um, especially when you're near kind of the mountains. So I have um, the so I did go to Iowa one time. OK, I went to Des Moines. Yeah. And that was a really long bus ride. And I remember being in Iowa, being on this bus, looking out like over like rows and rows of farmland and corn and. It was so flat, and I thought so flat. I can like I you can literally see for miles. Yeah, it was super weird. Yeah, like it's it is weird too because um, it just changes the way the sunsets are. It changes the way yeah. the stars are at night. It's just it's it's really hard to explain, you know. But I mean, just imagine you can drive I think across the state of Kansas in something like eighteen hours, oh, wow. and you won't like you won't see a hill until you hit Colorado. Yeah, like it's so flat. That's wild. Well, that's cool. So. Do you, I mean, I think you liked living here. I'm assuming you do. Yeah, my wife and I were talking about this. Uh, we took a trip to Texas, which is where my dad is. I have family kind of all through the Midwest there. And we took a trip to Texas, and the landscape of Texas and Kansas are the same. I mean, it's farmland and flat. and So, you know, we were out there for a while, and we were driving back, and I was like, you know, it just as soon as you hit the mountains, so you get like, towards middle Tennessee and then you kind of come over towards East Tennessee you hit the mountains and they're so beautiful like it like they take your breath away every single time especially if you've been away for a while and it just feels like home like you know I go back there every year I've gone back there every year for 10 years you know probably a couple times a year you know to see family and stuff and I enjoy it and I love it but man there's just no place like being in East Tennessee and I know everybody from East Tennessee says that but I'm not from East Tennessee and it's just I drive in and I'm like it just gives me chills because it just feels like home. I feel like you give legitimacy to that statement because yeah, yeah like everybody's like, Oh, East Tennessee's, you know, this beautiful place. And like it is. And honestly, like after like the fact that I have always lived here, 
I don't think about that until mm-hmm. I go somewhere else and come back and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. It's, and yeah. It's and nice. like I have family visit, you know, that yeah. they've never been here, whatever. Oh, yeah. And you know, they're driving through the mountains and it's, they're just like, it takes your breath away. I feel like it's something that people take, like they take for granted here. Like, man, we live in a gorgeous part of the country. It's so much fun to be here. I wish people could drive better. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> other we than that, we're not the greatest drivers. <laughs> no. A uh, funny story about that. So, Again, the last time we were coming back from Kansas, um, my wife and I were in the car. And you, I mean, it's like a 17-hour drive, so you talk a lot. So we're in the car, and we got into this argument that Tennessee is the worst state to drive in. And I've driven all over this country. I mean, I've been all the way up as far as, like, the top of New York State. I've been to Illinois, Iowa, Colorado, Nebraska, Texas, all through the south. I mean, I've driven, like, half the country. And she's, you know, she's been here a whole life. And I'm like, babe, I'm telling you, Tennessee is the worst state I've ever driven in, hands down. And so we're about an hour outside of Nashville. We're going through Kentucky, like Louisville, um, and we're about an hour outside of Nashville. And I said, watch this. It, were, it's about, it was about to be 5 o'clock, <laughs> so it's about yeah. to be rush hour in Nashville. Yeah. I said, watch this. As soon as we cross to the Tennessee border, we're going to hit traffic. And I kid you not, dude, I kid you not, this is not a... Exaggeration. You hit the we state came, line. No, we came to a halt right in front of the Welcome to Tennessee sign. I'm not even kidding you. That is, my car stopped right in front of that sign, and we were in deadlock traffic for two hours. I was like, I told you. I believe you. I work um, in Virginia now, which is right beside Tennessee, and uh, that's where my office is in Abingdon. And when I drive home on 81, I get stuck in traffic <laughs> yeah. right past. I have I, that happened to me also. I drove right past the Tennessee Welcome Center and got stuck for ninety minutes. Now, granted, some of it's like population density, but it goes using your blinker goes a long way. Uh, okay, you know, so people do this thing in Tennessee. If you're listening from another state, maybe they do better than this. People love to drive in the left lane. Yeah, and go slow and go five under the speed limit or just even with the car beside them, just whatever they're going. You know, that's like illegal in like great Britain and stuff. Like you can't, you can't be under the speed limit or at the speed limit. If you're in the fast lane or you get like a ticket. Yeah. So I went to Portugal a few years ago and I drove there, which they drive on the, on the right side of the road. So it wasn't like super weird, but everyone there drives very fast. Um, there's no stop signs. They're all roundabouts and yields. And if you don't go, like, they will make, you got to go. But you know what? I never saw anyone in a car wreck while I was there. Exactly. Blistering through the city in a Mercedes-Benz diesel van, uh, you know, with all these little Mini Coopers and and Fiats jumping around, and no one hit each other. Yeah. But that's because in Portugal, it's illegal to um, eat food while you're driving. It's illegal to talk on your phone unless you have a Bluetooth headset. Yeah. it, the only thing you can do is smoke cigarettes while you're driving because <laughs> you can do that, I guess, you know, intermittently. Sure. So, but like, and, and if you get in huge fines, if you have your cell phone out and, but like everyone there drives really well. Yeah. So, so going back to what you're talking yeah. about being aggressive like that, that was another difference coming from Kansas and moving to Tennessee is people in Kansas are very aggressive drivers because it's a lot of highways, like super long stretches of road, lots of trucks. So people are really aggressive and it's only two lanes. So if you're, if it's like the speed limit 70 
and you're behind a truck that can't, I mean, they're legally not allowed to go over 60 miles an hour. You have to pass them, right? So people are super aggressive. So it drives people nuts when I drive here because I'm so used to just being aggressive. They think and you're like, riding your bumper. Yeah, they think yeah. I'm riding their bumper. I'm not. Like, I'm just really aggressive. But the thing that, like, I guess frustrates them the most is if the light turns green and I can count to three, I'm laying on my horn. Like, yeah. without fail, yeah. like, just move, you know? Yeah. So, if you've gotten honked at by a monster, it's probably <laughs> it's, me. You count, but you gave them three seconds. I count, so. like, I count out loud. One, two, and then if they're yeah. not going. My wife has family that lives in, like, midtown Atlanta. And so, I always, when I come back from Atlanta, it takes me a couple of weeks to, like, unclench a little bit. Because, I mean, it's just, you just got to go. And so, then, yeah, I start, I start yeah. honking at people. And, um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's funny how, you know, things that we sort of take for, for granted or just for, like, normalcy are completely different other yeah, places. I agree. Um, and that's been a fun thing, just hearing about different people's culture, about different people's, like, uh, you know, what makes that part of the country unique to them. And, yeah, like, the United States is a weird place. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels so much like wherever you live. And then, you know, I think everyone has that same thought, like, oh, this is what this is what America is, my town, my area. And then, but they're so different. And that was really one of my reasons in wanting to do this podcast was just to expose me personally to more people and to more stuff. Because I think we get so trapped inside of like an echo chamber of our friends, our family, our relationships that we miss like a bigger picture of what's going on. And here's one thing that I've learned too. I was talking to a friend of mine who is, she's trying to decide where to go to college and, and what to do. She's going to graduate high school. And, um, she's been really good friends with my wife and I for a long time. And she said, you know, I've lived in Church Hill my whole life and I've never experienced anything different. Like I've never been out of my house. I've lived in my house forever. You know, she, so she's throwing stuff around. And at first, you know, when we're talking about it, my thought is, well, you're not missing much, but I know that. You see what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't get to, like, so she's just going to take my word for that, you know? So I think it's like, if you have an opportunity to go somewhere and do something else, like, it only makes you better. Like, knowing things that people don't know, experiencing experiences that people can't, like, that. to me, that just makes you a more well-rounded person. Not saying that I'm any better than anybody else, but, but like, I have perspective on things that other people don't have because I've lived in so many different parts of the country. Yeah, I think if if you're listening to this and you are, like, in middle school or high school or like going into college, like, and you have an opportunity to go somewhere like on a trip on, uh, you know, maybe like a mission trip or maybe a humanitarian thing or just a vacation or something to visit relatives, like take it, do go, you need to go, you need to go and just experience life, experience other things and, and just see, see what else is out there. And yeah. And don't say you'll wait until you're older. Cause yeah, you won't, go. you will not, you won't, you can't afford it. <laughs> you cannot afford it. And like, I have two small children now and it just adds a lot. Yeah. So yeah, if, if you're young and, and single and a- available and go and experience some other culture, go do something. And I just think that everyone's better when they get to experience those things and step outside of their own world. And, you know, we can do that online to some degree, but there's just, it's not the same as actually going somewhere. Yeah, I agree. So completely. Well, okay. Let's jump back to the album for just a minute. And I want you to, to talk a little bit about, um, the fact that you were able to, to record this for free on your console 
and then you sent it to someone to mix and master. Yeah. So how, how did that process work? Um, working with, with someone else, you know, far away. Yeah. So I'll try to keep this pretty, like not nerdy. Like I'll try to explain this as well as I can. So, yeah. So the way that, that the recording part of it works. Okay. Is we record everything live. Like we did a lot. It was a live album. So we recorded it all totally live and it sends the raw data from like the microphones and stuff. It sends the raw data into a computer. Okay. So, once we have the raw data broken up by by instrument, so it's each individual track, um, anybody can mix it at that point. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not held down to anything. So I found this guy on Facebook. Uh, his name is Alex Wheeler. Great dude. Um, and we'll link his email and stuff in here, too, if you are interested in getting a hold of him. Uh, but we're on, like, this kind of church-like sound Facebook group, you know. And uh, he said, hey, does anybody have any, you know, multi-track stuff that they want mixed? You know, I guess he used to do it for a living or uh, he used to make money doing it, whatever it was. And he really wanted to, he really enjoyed it and wanted to get back into it. So we had been kind of kicking around the idea already, like I mentioned before. So I already had some stuff that I had recorded because we were going to find someone to, to mix and master some of the stuff. And so I shot it to him. And in like three days, he like put a whole song together. Um, and it was, it was really, really well done. And especially like me not knowing what I didn't know at the time, mic placement was bad and we had a lot of bleeding from the drums and other instruments and just different things, you know? So like, it wasn't even like a high, like a really well done recording on my end and he still made it sound pretty, really good, you know? So that's kind of what gave us the confidence to say, look, if, if he can, you know, polish that turd. (laughs) for lack of a better term, then I can't wait to see what he's able to do when we invest in some better gear and kind of put some more knowledge towards this. So uh, that's that's kind of how that came about with Alex. And so, you know, he gave me a ton of suggestions on mic placement and just different things to do. And you came in and uh, you and I talked quite a bit about, you know, how to do a bunch of stuff. And so I kind of had all these people that um, really kind of care that came along with me that helped me do this. And so, uh, we tracked everything the night of our live recording and, um, sent it all off to him. And we had a couple retracks and there were some things we had to fix. And that's very always expected, by the way, if anybody thinks like passion or elevation does all that <laughs> stuff in one take, they don't, they I do mean, not, they're not real. <laughs> don't get me wrong. They're incredible. Don't yeah. take anything away from them, but they go in the studio and fix it too. So, we did that um, after the fact and we kind of just retracted some stuff and fixed what we had to fix. And um, it turned out better than I ever could have hoped that it could have turned out. I mean, we're so happy and you can hear our church singing and on there and it sounds good and nice and clean. And I learned so much through the process of doing that. So I heard you sent me a mix of the, that just random demo song that he did. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, Hey man, check this out. It's from Sunday. And I responded back like, this is not, from your con like this is not straight up like this is amazing <laughs> yeah and it was amazing great it was this is amazing great yeah was song, yeah so. and it, i mean it was really good yeah and, um so i i was super blown away just by one kind of rough mix and so uh i've been able to listen to all the songs now and it's it's really good like honestly um yeah you should download the app awaken to grace you should get a cd you should find it on youtube and listen to it um it's cool it's cool to see uh you know, a, and not 
monster church that's you know nationally known be able to do a really good worship project. Yeah, and yeah. I think there's like I hope that there's space for people like us in the future. You know, like we're creating a, a place where um, we can have great content, we can have great recordings, we can have great stuff, and not be um, the most famous person in the world. Yeah, and I think you know that that's kind of being done a little bit, you know, to a small degree. Um, but I think just like those bigger churches kind of busted down the walls of doing the stuff themselves. I think, you know, I'm kind of taking my shoulder to a door and I'm kind of breaking through some of the stuff and not because I feel like I'm, you know, better than anybody or, or, and I know that, you know, your personality, you don't at all think you're better than anybody. I know that about you, but I think like, God gives us all something. He instills something in us that like gives us a passion to want to create and use our talents and gifts to do great things. And I think that's what this was for me was like, it was like a burning that was like the Lord just like had his hand on me. He's like, I've given you everything you need to do this. And I've given you the funds to do this. Like just do it, just do it and go go have fun with it. And here's what, you know, I told myself and here's what I told our team when we did this whole project and I mean, we worked hundreds of hours on this practicing, tracking, creating backing tracks. I mean, hundreds of hours on this project. And my, my thing is like, you know, if, uh, somebody finds our CD or finds the album on YouTube or they download the app and they're in a really bad place in their life, you know, something happened or, or they're in a dark spot and they find like, great. Are you Lord? Um, excuse me and they find our version of great are you lord on the app or whatever and that helps them have a better day that brings them maybe a little closer to the lord like that's worth every hour of time every dime spent on this like i think that's what the demand from god is is like he just says go he there's no like if you go there will be a hundred people saved he just says go right and so if we do this whole project and spend all this time and one person contacts us and they may not even contact us but if one person is changed by what God has been able to do through our church, that makes everything we do worth it. And that's the most important part of this whole project to me is like, I'm thinking of me when I was in my lowest times and some of the the stuff that I listened to, some of the bands and worship teams that I listened to that just molded my relationship with God and how important that was to me. And I just feel like it's, you know, just God saying, you know, imagine you at 16, 17, you know, how you were and what you needed. And I think this is hopefully um, God uses this to be that for someone else. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I as I've stepped into a new role in the end of 2017 and, and kind of walking into this year is my first year doing like mostly like online ministry and connection. It's amazing how much um, the world is like here, right? And how mm-hmm. far reaching yeah. something like that can be where, I mean, when we were in high school, who would have imagined, who would have thought that you could put something out there like a podcast or, or music and like people could just find it Yeah, through Google, you know, through YouTube, through like all these search engines. Like it doesn't even have to be like, because it's the only thing, like it's infinitely available. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm just excited about a future that we're creating, which is the, I mean, basically the thought is like the future that we create is the one that we make. Like we're responsible for that. So, um, you know, like I had an idea to do this podcast, so I just did it. (laughs) Like I could have pitched it to someone else who has a bigger following or, you know, more stuff that could have done a better thing. But like, 
why not me? Why, why shouldn't I do this? You know? And so I I think it's that same kind of thought process of like, uh, take an idea, put it out there in the world, Mm -hmm. see if it sticks. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not losing any money by making this podcast. Um, I'm also not really making any money by making this podcast unless you'd like to support the podcast. If you do, man, Holla at me and we'll do something. You can be a sponsor. Cash we'll make you good. t-shirts. We'll do, yeah, yeah, we'll do all kinds of stuff. But, you know, it, this is a, a passion project right. for me. And that's why I was excited to talk to you about the album because it's, it's that same thing. Like, you're not making any money. Uh, the church is not making any money. No one's, like, being really funded by this. Yeah. It's just it's just out of the overflow of, yeah. of, of who you are, who your church is, and capturing that moment. And I just, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, I'm excited. So if you're listening to this, go and uh, download the app, download the album, download, you know, you have YouTube everywhere. Just look for it. Um, what's, the, what's the easiest way, like if they search online, what, would, what should they look for? Um, so how, probably how we're going to do it. So you can go to preachingchristchurch.com. And go to the worship section on there, um, and I'll have it. I'll have everything there, like for the links. You can go to YouTube, um, look for name name above. That's what the album's called, um, and or Google or uh, YouTube Preaching Christ Church. It should be there too. Um, if you download the Awaken to Grace app, it'll be there. If all else fails, we'll try to provide links for everything in the description of this, um, or message me or message James. And if you're interested and really want to hear it, and I hope you do, uh, we'll figure out how to get it to you. So we'll provide as much information as we can on that. Yeah. So yeah. Check out the album, listen to it. Hopefully it's encouraging. All right. One last thing yep. and then we'll let you go. What, what are you most excited about in 2018? That's a great question. Um, you know, we were talking kind of before the podcast about how you and I have this entrepreneurial kind of spirit. Like we, we want to do things. Um, and yeah, the the money aspect of it is nice, but the network aspect aspect of it is even better, um, because we're building relationships with people, um, and we're working with people that we enjoy working with. And so, I think for me, for 2018, and this could change uh, in September or whatever. Who knows? But for me, right now, the most the thing I'm most excited about is all these great people that I get to work with. Um, I've kind of built up my little business. Uh, in 2017 and now everything's kind of getting fully launched and there's traction and um so yeah i think just uh creating great content for people uh doing great marketing building relationships having fun laughing spending time with with those guys that i enjoy uh spending time with i think that's what i'm most excited for and you know and to uh another thing i'm really excited for is my marriage um this is a milestone year i don't I didn't know this until last month, but apparently seven years is like a milestone year for marriage. Uh, and I don't know what's significant about that, but that's what a pastor friend of mine told me. It's like seven years is a milestone. So um, we're celebrating seven years this year. And uh, I kind of put this on Facebook a month ago. Like this year, I'm doubling down on my marriage. You know, I'm um, going to make it the most important, not one of the most important things. You know, I'm going to put it above work and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm excited about is, is, uh, spending more time with my best friend and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And we have some really cool ideas and things we're going to do and places we're going to go and stuff we're going to experience. And uh, it's just a lot of fun to experience life with your best friend. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's awesome. I am in my seventh year of marriage also, or getting ready to be seven. So coming up on seven and yeah, I'm pumped about the future Yeah, and uh, I'm excited about 2018. I think um, 
I hope that all the content that I'm sharing this year is just encouraging people that as we create stuff, as we put ourselves out there, that I don't know, that it inspires you to do something like you don't have to make an album. You don't have to record something like, but maybe you want to like write a book yeah. or draw something or illustrate a children's novel. I don't, I don't know what you want to do. Well, I have a friend, uh, the same girl that's talking about college that I was talking to her with, you know, um, we were talking because she's on the album too and you'll hear her and she's awesome. She yeah. does a great job. And, uh, she's like, I don't feel like I've accomplished anything. I don't have anything to offer. You know, like she sings and she does a really good job, but that's, if you look at that in kind of the grand scheme, that's kind of my thing, if that makes sense. Like I'm kind of the leader of it. So she's just kind of doing what she's asked to do. Does that make sense? She's not creating anything. Uh, So I was like, you know, you have a really unique opportunity as a woman and a worship leader and a college student and like one of those three, all of those things are three things are very important. Pick one. Pick one and just use your relationship with God, the knowledge you have about being what you are and who you are, and just do something with that. So she's going to be writing some articles for us for um, our app, and and she's going to start teaching and like doing leading small groups and stuff like that, you know. And that's like where it starts. Like that's where I started twelve years ago, you know. Like that's where my journey kind of began. Was like I had, you know, just just this thing in me with um, what I wanted to say and and kind of what the what the Lord had brought me through and what God had done in my life. And that's, that's where it starts is like, what has God done for you? Tell other people that and figure out how you want to do that. And that's like what this live album is when we're doing these songs, like, and we're doing these choruses, like this is what God has done for me. Every time I sing these songs, I'm so grateful and thankful that I am where I am and I'm doing what I'm doing. And like, so this is my passion project because this is what God has instilled in me to be passionate about. It's not just about the music. It's about the people and the relationships. And that's all the stuff that I'm thinking about while we're tracking this stuff and doing this stuff is like, God has been so great. And I just want to tell people all the time how good he's been. And that's where you start. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Eric, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And uh, everybody go check out Name Above, the album from Preaching Christ Church. And uh, be sure to subscribe to Weekly. And as always, if you know people across the United States that you think are cool, that you would like for us to have a conversation with, I would love to get in touch with them. Uh, We're just talking about life and faith and technology and spirituality and and music and how just how we can take all those areas of our life and and sort of bring them all together for a purpose. So, um, man, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And uh, yeah, 2018, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thank you again for joining us this week, and I'll see you next week for another episode of Weekly. Weekly.